Hello everyone, it's Ashlyn back on this beautiful Tuesday for another episode of the Heart-Led Wellness Podcast. I am so excited to have you here listening and I am really excited about this episode. I talk a lot about how emotions can impact our physical health, but in this episode I'm going really deep into how avoiding our emotions and suppressing our emotions can lead to bad habits and addictions and behaviors and you know when you have those habits that you really want to break and you feel like you just can't, like you you don't have enough willpower, quote-unquote willpower, I'm going to talk a lot about the myth of willpower, you feel like you can't keep yourself from doing those habits, well, that is usually because there is some emotional regulation, nervous system regulation, self-soothing going on, and understanding this will completely change your life because you'll have the knowledge to break any bad habit that you want and help soothe yourself when you understand the emotions that are driving that action or inaction that you're taking. So that's what the entire episode is about. And I do mention a few things that may be triggering like food-related things and those types of unhealthy coping mechanisms. So if that is something that is something you don't want to listen to, then feel free to listen to a different episode where I do not talk about those things, but I just wanted to give that little disclaimer or warning just in case and that is all i have to say for this episode i am really excited and i can't wait for you to listen and hopefully have some light bulbs go off as well In some of my previous podcast episodes, I've talked about how our mental and physical health are connected and how our emotions can actually impact our physical health. And on today's episode, I'm going to go a lot more into a specific aspect of this concept of how avoiding our feelings can actually cause a lot of health conditions, addictions, bad habits, and really how suppressing our feelings is a root cause of a lot of things in our health and in our lives. And something that I see a lot in the health and wellness world is people talking about willpower and how sticking to habits is all about creating a routine and following it and sticking with it and kind of that old school motivational mentality, you know, when you go on YouTube and you watch like those motivational, uh, what are they called, like montages, you know, where they combine a bunch of intense music and all of these motivational quotes and say don't give up and don't quit and you can do hard things and stick to your goals and it's super intense and inspiring and I do enjoy watching those things sometimes because they do motivate you but the truth is that a lot of times the reason that we don't stick to healthy habits or we fall back on patterns of coping methods that are maybe not the best for us isn't because we lack willpower or we haven't watched enough of those inspiring motivational videos, it's actually because there's an emotion playing a role in sticking to this habit, and it's usually emotions that we're avoiding. So I'm going to explain how this works and how numbing your emotions can lead to bad habits, and then also what you can do instead to start allowing your feelings to exist without needing to stuff them down with certain unhealthy behaviors. So first of all, I want to say that humans are emotional beings. We're not robots. We don't just have brains and 
think all day. We also have hearts. We also have emotions and feelings. And our feelings are actually what drive us to either take action or don't take action. They're the biggest driver of our behavior. Think about all of the things that you really want in life. Maybe you really want a new car or you really want a new house or something very materialistic like that. The reason that you want that thing is because of the feeling you think it will give you. It's a strong desire that you feel and you imagine what life would be like having that thing. Maybe you would feel really happy or content or wealthy or any of those emotions. Those are all feelings that you're chasing. It's not actually the thing that you're chasing, it's the feeling. So feelings are the biggest driver in our lives of what makes us go after something or avoid something it's because of the emotion that exists around that situation. So if you understand that, then you can see how emotions can play a big role in maybe some of the habits that are normalized in our society. Because unfortunately, numbing behaviors are so normalized in our society. And what I mean by this is everywhere you look, you can find different ways that people are coping with life. And obviously, this is not always a bad thing because being a human on this planet in 2023 or any year honestly is difficult there's a lot of challenge there's a lot of hardship there's a lot of emotional discomfort and of course we are all going to try to soothe ourselves in different ways and we all pick different methods some of those methods may be more destructive than others some of them may actually be helpful but everybody is just trying to soothe themselves and keep themselves calm and collected. So when you look around the world, you can see how some of these behaviors have actually kind of integrated into society and become acceptable. But if you take a step back, it actually makes you question if those behaviors maybe should be as normalized. One that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is alcohol, because alcohol has become such a normalized part of society and something that is completely socially acceptable, but it's actually an addictive substance. We know that alcohol is addicting, and it's the only substance that people question when you choose not to consume it. If you say that you choose not to drink alcohol for no other reason other than you don't want to, people question that and wonder what's going on. It's not really like that with any other substances, so I feel like that's something very interesting about alcohol, but What I'm saying is that alcohol is something that we can actually use to numb our feelings. And I'm not saying that everybody who drinks alcohol is numbing their feelings, but it is an easy, socially acceptable substance that people can turn to when maybe they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed and nobody thinks twice about it because it is just a part of our society. There are many of those examples, such as food, Um, overeating, undereating, scrolling on social media, watching excessive amounts of TV, or maybe even things like skin picking, which is something that I'm going to talk more about because I think it is over, or no, not over, it's under explained or people don't talk enough about it and it's actually a very common self-soothing behavior, especially if you've dealt with skin issues in the past. But anyway, back on track, what I'm trying to say is that feeling your feelings is often so difficult and so uncomfortable that it is much easier to turn to other outside behaviors that help you avoid feeling your feelings. So, for example, sometimes people say, 
if you say like feeling your feelings is important sometimes people might say well i do feel my feelings i feel happy i feel sad i feel anxious i feel stressed and those are feelings yes but what do you do when you feel those things because we have often linked emotions to behaviors so yes you may feel anxious and stressed but what do you do when you feel that way when you're feeling anxious do you eat a bunch of food when you're feeling insecure do you go and pick your skin when you're feeling stressed do you sit in front of the tv for hours with a bowl of bottomless snacks or when you're feeling overwhelmed do you pour yourself a glass of wine or when you're feeling really gross and uncomfortable in your body do you use that as a cue to start a new diet or go on a new health kick But what would happen if you could feel those emotions in your body without taking any action? So you could just feel anxious and that's it. You could feel stressed and that's it. You could feel insecure and that's it. Overwhelmed, gross in your body. What if you could feel that way without having to actually take an action in order to cope with that emotion? So I'm sure you can relate to this because I think it's a very common human experience and I have been there so many times. But when you say to yourself that you want to start a new habit or break a bad habit so say you want to stop overeating or you want to stop picking your skin but when you're in that moment you say screw it and you throw out your goals it seems like everything just kind of gets tossed out the window you forget why you're even doing this you think oh i'll just start again tomorrow or it doesn't even matter it's too difficult What is this one moment going to do? It's not going to mess up all my progress. You know, all of these really common self-sabotage thoughts that we have in the heat of the moment. And it can kind of feel like something is taking you over in those moments. Like something is pulling you to take that action or, or not take that action. And it feels like it's kind of outside of your control in a way. And it's really helpful to understand what's actually going on in these moments because this can actually really change your perspective on those situations and help you choose differently next time. So in those moments, it's actually your nervous system trying to help you feel safe and soothed because our nervous systems are always trying to protect us. Our bodies are trying to protect us and help us feel safe and calm. That's what they always want. And so if we are in a situation and we are maybe feeling anxious or stressed let's say that you're feeling stressed and you are trying to stick to a healthy eating plan and listen to your body's hunger and fullness cues and in the moment you really just want to keep eating even though your body is clearly telling you that it's had enough but in that moment you've had a stressful day you're feeling kind of overwhelmed and you just say screw it whatever i'm just going to start again tomorrow and you choose to overeat in that moment you're emotionally this is what's going on your body your nervous system is dysregulated you are in fight or flight so you're either in the sympathetic system or maybe you're even in the dorsal freeze shutdown state and when you're in that dysregulated state your nervous system is going to do anything and everything it can to get you back to rest and digest it's a survival mechanism and sometimes the way that your nervous system chooses to get back to that safe place is through certain behaviors that you have learned or programmed into your body. So maybe overeating makes your body feel really safe and grounded because that sensation of feeling a lot of food in your body may make you feel really grounded and safe. At the same time, 
when you engage in those habits or bad habits, you're taking your attention and shifting it to something else. So think about your nervous system being like agitated or frazzled and that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that stress, that anxiety, that overwhelm in your nervous system. But when you engage in a habit like overeating, your attention is shifted to your digestive system. It's really hard to think about how stressed you're feeling when all you can feel is the fullness in your stomach or the taste of the food in your mouth. That sensation, that taste, that pleasure that you're receiving from the food distracts you from the intensity that you're feeling in your nervous system. So that's why it can feel like something is kind of taking you over in those moments and it feels like you kind of lose control because it's a primal drive that your body has to soothe yourself and help you feel calm and grounded and safe again. And this is another reason why we tend to kind of fall off, quote unquote, fall off track or go back to bad habits at nighttime because our willpower actually decreases throughout the day. So we wake up with the most willpower, the ability to stick to what we want. Like most people don't tend to eat a bunch of junk food right when they wake up in the morning because that's when your willpower is really strong and you have more clarity in your mind. But as we go through the day, our willpower decreases and we become more tired because obviously we've been awake for more hours. And so when that happens, then the emotional show kind of takes over and our emotions start to play more of a role into our actions than our logical thinking. So that's why it's really important when you're creating new habits to focus on your emotions because in order for a habit to become something that you can do consistently and long term, it needs to be something that you don't need willpower to stick to. It's something that just becomes part of your identity and who you are and you don't have to actually force yourself to do it. And how you get there is through learning how to allow emotions to be in your body and how to self-soothe and bring yourself back into rest and digest in your nervous system without having to rely on external habits like overeating that will soothe yourself for you. And like I said towards the beginning of this episode, everybody chooses their own coping methods, coping mechanisms. Maybe you have many different ones and you may cha- they may change throughout your life. But the reason that we choose these behaviors is because we've linked certain emotions to those behaviors. So there's a really famous experiment in psychology called Pavlov's dog experiment. Maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't. But basically, to sum it up really simply, a scientist decided to ring a bell and feed dogs every single day. So they would, he would ring the bell and then he would feed them, ring the bell and feed them. And over time, the dogs associated the sound of ringing the bell with food coming. So he noticed that before the food even came, he would ring the bell and the dogs would start to salivate at the sound of the bell. So they were already anticipating the food coming. Their bodies had linked up the sound of the bell with eating, with anticipating that food coming. And that is the same thing that we have done with emotions and behaviors. Many of us have linked up and a certain emotion with a certain behavior. So maybe every time you're feeling stressed, the automatic response that your body takes is to sit in front of the TV with a bag of chips. Maybe that's the way that you cope. And you might not even realize consciously that that's what's going on. You think that you just really enjoy sitting in front of the TV with a bag of chips at night. And I'm not saying that that is a bad thing because sitting in front of the TV and eating food can be a healthy way to have some fun and let go and relax but it's when it becomes 
something that you're just repeatedly doing in in a habitual way and you're not actually aware of if that's something that your body is actually wanting in that moment that's when it becomes a problem so if you've linked up that feeling of stress and taking that action you might not even be aware that the stress is playing a role because it's become such a background driver that you're not even consciously aware that that's why you're engaging in that habit and so you might think oh it's so hard for me to break this habit of sitting in front of the tv and eating when i know that my body actually doesn't need food in that moment it might be really hard to break that habit because you're unaware that there's actually an emotion in the middle that's driving you to do that so if you try to just stop that habit and cut it out cold turkey without understanding how to process that emotion of stress it's going to feel really 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 hard and it's almost inevitable inevitable that at some point you will fall back or relapse or go back to that habit because it's like forcing your body to do something it's like it's like taking away a a little kid's pacifier you're taking away something that helps your nervous system feel really soothed and comforted so to break that habit you need to find another way to soothe your nervous system that is actually productive and healthy and something that i hear a lot of people talk about especially in the intuitive eating world is doing things like when you feel an intense urge to maybe overeat or even undereat, just engage in an unhealthy behavior around food a lot of times people will say go for a walk call a friend take a bath do some stretching which all of those are really amazing self-care habits and things that you can do to take care of yourself because they're really healthy but at the same time you're just replacing one behavior for another you're just taking the behavior of overeating or undereating and you're replacing it with going for a walk or calling a friend and that might actually be helpful because it's a healthy behavior like i said but you're still not addressing that emotional discomfort or the dysregulated nervous system that's driving you to take that action in the first place so if you're able to just be with yourself you don't need anything outside of yourself you don't need a friend to call or a place to walk you don't need anything other than your own brain and body and heart and you're able to process that emotion that was driving you to do that behavior that to me is true freedom because you don't need anything outside of yourself it's just you and you able to process anything that comes your way in life no matter what happens to you you know that you've got yourself and you will be able to soothe and handle your emotions and i'm going to explain in a few moments how to actually do this like a step-by-step process that can be helpful because if you're anything like me you want to know exactly how to do it and ground it down so it's not so airy fairy floating up in the clouds but actually practical and something that you can do but before i explain that i also wanted to say that it's not just the negative emotions that can drive us to engage in these self-soothing habits or numbing behaviors because positive emotions can often feel just as intense as quote-unquote negative emotions and this is something that i have recently learned in my own life over the past year because for a long time i knew that i struggled with feeling negative emotions in my body and not taking action in unhealthy ways as a result of that But I never realized that I actually had the same amount of difficulty experiencing positive emotions and it took a few instances of really amazing, incredible, exciting things happening in my life and me 
feeling so out of my body and needing to soothe myself through previous unhealthy habits it took that happening for me to realize that whoa there are some positive emotions right now that I'm not feeling comfortable experiencing in my body and that was kind of hard to admit because it seems like feeling positive emotions should be such an easy thing but it's just energy and it's a sensation and sometimes no matter if that sensation is quote-unquote good or bad the intensity of that sensation can be what drives us to leave our bodies or engage in a habit that is not so healthy think about when you're in that moment whether the emotion is good or bad you might have this feeling of i just don't know what to do with all this energy and sensation in my body that's how it felt for me it felt like there was just so much intensity going on in my nervous system like i could fly just float around the room there was so much going on and so i needed to ground myself and before i knew about nervous system regulation and how to feel my emotions and soothe myself without anything outside of myself i would turn to other things in those moments in order to ground myself and feel something again because you can kind of become numb when the sensation becomes so intense you can kind of become numb because you do not want to feel anything And I also like to kind of go back to how we get to this place because sometimes making sense of how you've got to a certain place in your life can actually help you feel more compassion towards yourself and not beat yourself up for this because it's not like you're doing something wrong by coping with your emotions in these these ways. Like I said, so many people are doing it, almost everyone is doing it because life is hard and the world is scary and difficult and it's not about beating yourself up for this but maybe if you understand how you got to this place you can have more compassion for yourself and feel more willing to try a different way so i think one of my theories as to how we get to this place of not wanting to feel our emotions in our bodies is well there's many but first of all we're not really taught how to do this in school or really in anywhere even in like traditional therapy there's not a lot of talk about the nervous system and how our emotions play a role it's still very stuck up in the head discussing our thoughts and rewriting our thoughts and rewiring our brains and there's not a lot of body focused emotional focused nervous system focused release and i think that's almost more important than talk therapy and talking it through so that's one reason but another reason is that sometimes when we're young the world can feel so intense especially if you are a naturally more sensitive person maybe you're more of an you have a natural tendency to more be more empathic or just more in tune or you have a stronger intuition you just feel more sensitive it feels like the world has kind of been turned up like the volume on the world has been turned up in your own life and when you're like that as a child sometimes you can choose to become numb as a way to dull down that intensity because things feel so so intense and maybe you're not given proper ways to cope with that intensity that you disassociate or leave your body when things become so intense it's a survival mechanism and a way for your nervous system to protect you like i said and that could also be maybe because you experienced some trauma as a child either big t or little t trauma But even if you didn't experience any trauma, just the fact of the intensity of the world can be enough to make you feel 
like you need to leave your body when things become so intense and that's when unhealthy coping mechanisms can start to take root even in childhood and then you go your whole life without realizing that you have no idea how to actually feel your emotions in your body without taking action and the reason why I can explain that is because that's what happened to me that exact situation is kind of what unfolded in my own life and I didn't realize it until I was much older but I felt so sensitive as a kid and because of that I kind of learned that numbing my emotions and not fully feeling things in my body was a way to protect myself from the intensity because I didn't know how to handle that intensity in my life and so then as I grew up I started to rely on unhealthy coping mechanisms and they were different coping mechanisms throughout different phases in my life like at one point I was really under eating because a lot of people don't know that when you under eat it actually releases a lot of dopamine in your brain so under eating can become just as addicting as overeating can so at some times it was under eating or binge eating or emotional eating or skin picking or self-harm or any of these behaviors that release really strong sensations that distract you from the emotion that you're feeling so I realized that doing these behaviors would take my attention away from my nervous system and to a separate sensation and it helped me in those moments cope with the intensity of life so that's where the compassion aspect comes in because you realize that you your intuition your nervous system your body your brain was doing everything it could to soothe you and protect you and help you feel safe it wasn't like something was wrong with you or broken or wrong with your brain it was just your body trying to soothe and protect itself and this can also be helpful to understand when maybe those behaviors start to come back into your life maybe you feel really good about your eating and you're really you have a really strong habit of listening to your body and nourishing your body well and listening to your hunger and fullness cues and enjoying food and you feel really good about that but all of a sudden you have a few days or a week where you start to overeat again or maybe you start to restrict your food again and in those moments you can use it as a sign that maybe your nervous system is needing a little extra support that your body is feeling dysregulated because you know that that is kind of a programmed a deeply programmed behavior and even when you break that behavior it's still kind of there in the background and it can become reactivated in those moments of intense dysregulation or intensity happening in your life so all this to say i realized that the root cause of all of those unhealthy habits was not knowing how to safely hold myself through difficult emotions. I would try to stop these habits with willpower or force or talk therapy or creating these new diet plans or lifestyle plans or trying to create these really specific analytical ways to overcome them, but I was neglecting the emotions that were driving those behaviors. So when I actually learned how to feel my emotions and process my emotions without having to rely on anything outside of myself, I didn't have to force myself to stop those behaviors. I could feel a different level of compassion and love towards myself than I had ever felt before, and it made it so much easier in those moments to choose the healthy option because I was soothing myself through other ways. So now I'm going to explain 
how to actually do this because I want it to be very practical and very step-by-step because that's how my brain works. I like to have the step-by-step guide of how to do it. So I'm just going to explain what has worked for me. There are many ways to feel your emotions and maybe you can find what works through for you through trial and error, but this is what has worked for me over time. So emotions are body-based sensations. They don't just live in our minds or in our brains. They actually exist in our bodies and there's a process of how emotions come to be. They don't just appear. We don't just instantly feel stressed or anxious. There's some things that come before that and then there's obviously things that happen after. So before we can feel any emotion in our body, there has to be a circumstance or something that happens. And the circumstance is something that could be proven without a doubt. It's factual. It's just the state of the situation. It's not emotional. It's not a true or false. It's just the truth. So for instance, the circumstance could be that you are sitting in a classroom at school. Everyone could agree that you're sitting in a classroom at school. Then, because of that circumstance, we have certain thoughts in our brains that relate to that circumstance, and those thoughts lead to feelings and emotions. And those feelings and emotions create a sensation in our bodies, and because of that, we either take a certain action or don't take a certain action. So, for example, let's say you come home from work and you are cooking dinner. That's the circumstance. There is nothing you could debate about that. That's the truth. You're, you just got home from work and you're cooking dinner. Maybe the thoughts going through your mind are, wow, a lot happened at work today. I still need to do the laundry and the house is a mess and I have a lot of emails I need to send and I have to wake up really early tomorrow morning. These are all just thoughts that are going through your brain. And because of these thoughts, maybe you start to feel certain emotions like, overwhelm and restlessness and agitation and stress those emotions are a result because of those thoughts that you're having because of the circumstance so because you're feeling those emotions it creates a response in your body your body actually changes its chemical state because of these thoughts and emotions so maybe your heart starts to race a little bit or you feel a tightness in your chest those are all sensations that you're feeling in your body And because of those sensations, you either take an action or you don't take an action. So maybe you've linked up that sensation in your body with eating a lot of food. So then you choose to eat a lot of food and you don't even realize that there was a whole cascade of things that came before that action of eating a lot of food. It was the feeling in your chest. It was the stress and the overwhelm and the restlessness. It was the thoughts about everything you had to do and the circumstance of coming home from work and making dinner. So that that's helpful to understand that it's not just emotions and that's it. There's a lot of things that lead to the emotions that we are feeling. And like I said, our thoughts create chemical changes in our bodies that can actually be measured. So you can play at the thought level of changing your thoughts because if you do change your thoughts, then there's a good chance that you can change your emotions and kind of avoid that whole cascade of things happening. But... There's also the option of feeling that sensation and feeling the emotion in your body and not taking that action of, in the example I was giving, of overeating. Because if you kind of broke that loop, if you cut that cycle and chose to feel the emotion in your body without taking an action, over time you're building a new habit that is dislinking the emotion with the action. So you've linked together stress and overeating 
And over time, if you repeatedly just feel stress, feel stress, feel stress without overeating, you break that loop and you program a new habit into your body. And over time, you will realize that your previous action feels weird. Like your new habit of just feeling the emotion is so familiar and feels so good that you can't even think about doing the opposite of overeating. Like it doesn't even cross your mind anymore. So here's how you can do it. This is how I do it and what has really helped for me. The first thing that is so, so, so important is to create safety in your body because I explained this in, I think it was episode two about how your mental health and physical health are connected, that things that happen too much, too fast, too soon for our nervous systems can be traumatizing in a way. If, if a sensation is too much, more than we can handle, it's not going to be helpful to actually just try to feel it intensely and move on. That can be even more jarring for the nervous system and create even more tension in our bodies. So before you want to feel an intense emotion, it's really important to help create safety in your body. So find something that feels really good within your body. One thing that always, always, always helps me is to feel my sit bones on a chair, like wherever I'm sitting, if I can just bring all of my attention to my pelvis and my sit bones in the exact spot that they're touching the chair, that feels so good to me. It always feels so grounding and comforting and I feel so held by the chair. That's one of my favorite ones. Or if I'm standing up, I really like to feel my feet on the ground and just focus on how good that sensation feels and how good it feels. So bring all your attention to something that feels really good. And if you can't find anything in your body that feels good, if everything just feels uncomfortable, you can try to find something that feels good outside of you. So you can look around the room and maybe you see a vase of flowers on your kitchen table that really is pleasing to your eyes or maybe looking outside out the window or a certain smell, anything that is outside of you that helps to create that sense of safety and calm within your body. So that's the first part because when you find that sense of safety, then you're opening up your capacity to feel something that is maybe more intense or less quote-unquote good. Not that it's a bad emotion, but just a sensation that doesn't feel as safe. So when you have that sense of safety, you found it, you focused on it for a few moments, you've connected with it, then you can bring your attention to the difficult sensation that you're feeling. And I think what's really helpful is to get really clear about what the sensation feels like, looks like, outside of using emotional language. So you can label the emotion if you're really aware of what it is. Like you can say, oh, I'm feeling stressed. That can be helpful. But I've noticed that sometimes I'm feeling certain emotions that I don't know how to label. Like there's not a certain word that would really fit for that emotion. And so in that case, I focus all of my attention on the sensation. So get really specific about where you feel it in your body. That's the first part. So do you feel it in your chest or do you feel it on one side or the other? Do you feel it in your head? Do you feel it in your belly? Do you feel it in your legs? Really specific on exactly where you feel the sensation. And then you can focus on maybe the texture of the sensation or the speed of the sensation, even the color of it. If it was a color, what would it be? What does it feel like in your body? That's the most important thing is to focus on how it feels. So for example, when I'm feeling really anxious, usually I feel it 
kind of in the bottom of my chest, kind of in the solar plexus area, like the sternum area. I feel it right there. And usually it feels like these really sharp, small waves going up and down, kind of staticky and fuzzy. And if it was a color, it would be kind of gray and black and a little bit dark red of a feeling. And that sensation feels like it's just buzzing in my chest. And if the anxiety grows, then I start to feel it in other places outside of just in my chest. But when I bring all of my attention to that sensation of the staticky, buzzy, sharp wave feeling in my chest and just focus on that, bring all of your attention to it while at the same time keeping your awareness on the thing that you found that made you feel safe. Because we can actually hold two awarenesses at the same time. So you can have your attention on two things at the same time. You can feel the safety of your sit bones on your chair or your feet on the floor while at the same time feeling this less comfortable sensation in your chest and if you're able to hold both of them at the same time you'll notice that the sensation in your chest the anxious feeling slowly starts to fade it gets less and less and less and this doesn't even take that long it can take some scientists say it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to be fully expressed and released in our body like in a, in a chemical way that's what what is actually happening but if you bring your full attention to it it's not going to last that long and you'll notice that the safety that you created the sensation of safety that you found at the beginning grows until that's more of what you're feeling and you can't even really feel the anxiety feeling anymore and it sounds so like easy and I don't know when when I heard my coach explaining this to me and I've read this in certain books and I didn't think it would be that easy because it's not that it's difficult it's just so simple and it can change your life so much because you realize in those situations when you are going back to bad coping mechanisms or unhealthy coping mechanisms that there's an emotion that needs to be felt in your body and when you bring all of your attention to it and you go through this process you realize like two minutes later that you're feeling really good and you actually don't want to take that action anymore and you would rather do something else and it just becomes so easy that it's mind-blowing in a way because you don't have to use willpower or force to stick to these habits you are just regulating your emotions and helping your body feel safe because if you think about it whenever you are in a really calm grounded content state usually that's when you're really on top of it with nourishing yourself, taking care of yourself, doing things that make you feel good. It's really easy to stick to those habits when you're feeling really calm and really good. It's in the moments when you're not feeling that way that it seems like everything just goes out the window. And that's because when we're in that calm, grounded, safe state, it's so easy for us to connect with our logical side of our brains and do things that we know are good for us, even if they're slightly challenging in the moment like maybe exercising or eating well we know that we'll feel good after we do them and we know that they're good for us so we stick with them it's only when we're feeling dysregulated or there's certain emotions going on in our bodies that we want to choose something that is not as healthy because all of us want to take good care of ourselves we want to feel good in our bodies we want to feel vibrant and alive and energized we want to feel that way but if we are not allowing emotions to flow through our body and we are suppressing them then that's when we 
rely on other habits like I said at the beginning. So I also want to say that it doesn't mean that you will choose this option every time, the option of feeling your emotions and regulating your nervous system. Just because you know how to do that or you've done it a few times and it's worked for you, it doesn't mean that you're going to choose that every single time from now on and you're never going to go back to these unhealthy coping mechanisms because sometimes you will witness yourself choosing to numb instead of feel and you'll be very aware that it's happening almost like you're watching yourself you know okay i know that there's a a lot of emotion emotional energy going on inside of my body right now it makes sense there's a lot going on in my life right now i can see all of that happening and i am also watching myself eat more than my body wants or i am also watching myself start to undereat, whatever it is for you and you will see yourself doing that behavior but when you have this understanding and this knowledge it's so helpful because you won't beat yourself up in those moments anymore you won't be super hard on yourself for taking those actions or engaging in those habits because you know that that's just a sign that your nervous system is seeking comfort and maybe you've stretched outside of your window of tolerance of what you can handle And over time, you'll actually be able to handle more and feel more without running away. Because the more that you do this, you're strengthening your nervous system, you're strengthening your body's ability to feel more sensation, and your window of tolerance grows, and it grows in both directions. So the more that you're able to feel the intensity of a quote-unquote negative emotion, you are able to feel the opposite of that in a positive emotion. And your tolerance just grows and grows and grows and you'll feel so much more alive and in your body and connected to life and able to handle the ups and downs of life without running away or turning to things outside of yourself and it's the most incredible feeling ever i feel like this is the first time in my life where i'm actually in my body and not just floating outside of my body because i have spent so many moments and years really helping to regulate my nervous system and learn how to be with myself without turning to outside things outside of myself. And this is the type of work that I say changes your physical health and it changes your life because like when I talk about acne, for instance, a lot of times emotional suppression can lead to acne because it physically changes the way that your body behaves. So when you learn how to feel your emotions in this way, Not only will you take better care of yourself in terms of maybe not picking with your skin and letting it heal on its own, you will also have better emotional regulation, your nervous system will be more regulated, you'll be in rest and digest more often, and your body is able to heal itself. So that goes with any physical condition. Learning how to process and feel your emotions without anything outside of yourself is incredibly healing for your nervous system and for your body in general. So if you are trying to clear your skin and nothing is working or heal your gut and nothing is working or you're having a really hard time sticking to healthy eating habits and emotional eating and overeating, all of those things, and you want to feel a lot more grounded in your body and like you can easily stick to those healthy habits and your skin can be clear and you can feel so connected and in love with yourself. If you want any of those things, 
it can be really helpful to have guidance along the way and somebody who can help lead you step by step along the way. So like always, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, the links are in the show notes. I would love to work with you and help you along this path. But that is it for today's episode. I hope you are all having an incredible day, an incredible week, and I cannot wait to talk to you again next Tuesday. Bye.